Welcome into a special postseason edition of the IDS Football Podcast. Alongside Will Coleman and Caleb Kaufman, I'm Jack Grossman. Thanks for joining us, guys. We know Indiana's bowl destination. We know Indiana's bowl opponent. That being said, there's only one appropriate way to start this. Yesterday, Rocky Top? In time. All right. In time, Caleb. You know what? Fine. Go for it. Just Actually, I haven't pulled up the lyrics yet, so we can keep going. <laughs> to procrastinate doing work yesterday, I played the Indiana-Tennessee Gator Bowl on NCAA 14. How many times did you play it? <laughs> Only once. Well, see, I feel like you should have been so more scientific far. about it, Jack. We're expecting no, no, you, no, Caleb. We Caleb. expect you to go all in, 100 sims, write it down. Caleb, don't worry. When I'm done with like actual schoolwork, I have no life, so this is what I'll do. Good. I'll probably, I, I yes. cannot wait for that column to come out. So, in this simulation, I played as IU because I wasn't going to watch the simulated teams play. I'm <laughs> <laughs> That's how you're supposed to do it. Wow. Not committed to the craft. Well, I'll put it this way also, though. Tennessee's rated so much better than IU that I feel like it's almost making it more realistic for me to play as IU. I'm trying to remember. They weren't. They weren't a preseason ranked team, were they? No, but people thought they were. They well, they had okay. they had Tyler Bray back in the day. Yeah, <laughs> but he's up. To, he updates the rosters. He he gets the new downloads. Oh, yeah. So Wait, it's, you're so playing it this season. You're playing with uh, Ramsey at starting quarterback. Yes. So right. Okay, making sure. And I even took Donovan Hill out. Very good. Stevie Scott. Which I played with Stevie Scott. Okay. Speaking of Donovan Hill, for people that don't know, Tom Allen. Uh, what day of the week was that? Monday or no, no Sunday. Sunday said he will not be playing in the bowl game. He had surgery on a lower lower body yes so hi phil hoosier everyone wave hi to phil hoosier <laughs> nope no one else is waving hi to phil hoosier but anyways so i play the game i get one stop the entire oh. game and sounds like me trying to play you and that's a jalen williams pick six at the end of the half so that was I the one use, yes. So I use up twenty eight fourteen at halftime, and then the worst thing happened. It was fourth and five. It, By worst thing, do yes. you mean in my mind best thing ever, where Ramsey gets injured and it's Tuttle time? I'm getting, I'm getting there. Oh man! <laughs> Hold on, but but wait for it. <laughs> so, so I Tennessee scores first possession of the second half. Then I go three and out. I'm facing a fourth and five on my own thirty. If I'm playing a normal game, you go for it 100% of the time because you get a 4th and 5 like 98% of the time in that game. But to honor the integrity of of the actual game, I punted. And because of that, that I ended up going to overtime. (laughs) So, in the overtime, Ramsey scrambles for a first down on a 3rd and 8, and he gets hurt. So Jack Tuttle comes into the game, facing a fourth and one. The savior IU yes. has wanted all season. Yes, and and by IU I mean explicitly yeah. just me. Yes, <laughs> yes. So Tuttle comes in fourth and one, and he throws a touchdown pass to Fillier to give IU the lead. Did you go for two or the field goal or the so extra yeah, this point? This was the first overtime, so I kicked the extra point because I'm thinking, okay, maybe I'll get a stop. Okay. Then in the second overtime, Tennessee gets the ball first, and they score. I get the little icon that says Peyton Ramsey out with back spasms for the rest of the game. <laughs> so I'm thinking, oh god, this is not good. So, or is it the best? So what you did, I'm going to finish the story. All right, you, all right. Tuttle also gets injured, and you have to replace him with Reese Taylor, the <laughs> other quarterback I've wanted to see this season for IU. No, that does not happen. Ah, uh, bummer. But. 
What does happen, though, is that's completely unrealistic. Peyton Ramsey plays through back spasms. Let's be honest. <laughs> With the amount of stuff that kid has played through, he plays through freaking back spasms. <laughs> Anyways, I get the ball back. I only run the ball because I do not trust Jack Tuttle, and I score a touchdown. Big mistake. He had to only throw it with Jack Tuttle. I go for two. So, at this point, oh boy. it's 49-48, so two-point conversion. I originally call a run play and and with a four-wide formation, but Tennessee's playing their goal line defense. <laughs> so, You're stuff. Yes. So, I audible into a pass play. And Ty Freifogel is wide open on a slant, and Jack Tuttle just throws it over him. Oh. <laughs> so unrealistic. Was that his one pass attempt of the day? One of two pass oh. attempts. That sounds like a stat line he's actually had this season, if I remember correctly. One of two for seven yards and a touchdown. Hold up. I'm actually kind of certain he had a very, like that exact stat line at some point. One second. I don't think he's thrown a touchdown, though. Oh, he had a touchdown in your stat line. Yes. Oh, no, he definitely does not yes, have a touchdown. That's what I was saying. He certainly not attempted <laughs> so, a two-point conversion. IU lost 49-48 on a failed two-point conversion in double overtime. <laughs> I mean, if that happens in Jacksonville in a few weeks... That... Caleb will be going berserk. Oh, berserk. If oh, Jack Tuttle... If Jack Tuttle sees the field... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Just, oh, my God. <laughs> will that be full circle? Oh, he was very close to that stat line, Jack. What was it? Ohio State, he went one for two for four yards. <laughs> and two rushes for negative five because of two sacks. <laughs> Anyways, that story aside, it was you a very long... wildcat with Reese Taylor. That's what I'm just going to no. say. No, I was not going to do that. But Indiana's facing Tennessee. That was not what we thought it was going to be around 2, 2.30, even 3 p.m. on Sunday afternoon. We thought... Some may say news sources were posting that it was Kentucky. Yes. Some would say that our news source posted that it was <laughs> well, Kentucky. Well, I, I was trying not to be the one to say, say that, but thank you, Jack. Well, I mean, part of it is being open and saying... Yes, I, I the IDS did uh, prematurely... Report that yeah, it was Kentucky. Yeah, they said sources, though, so... It's not a great look, but it, it could have been worse. We don't decide ourselves. <laughs> Anyways, though... What does that do to, to like... Not, not really necessarily the team, but, like, just kind of, like, the general excitement around the game, because... A lot of people were very, very, very hyped up. I was one of those people when they saw Indiana, Kentucky, Jacksonville, January 2nd, Bourbon Bowl, Twitter stupidity for a month, rivalrying at its best, and then for that to get yanked out from under you and have to play Tennessee. Fan base, people like you, uh, and people from Indiana and Kentucky area, that's where it really affects them. I, I honestly don't think the players care that no, no, much. Yeah, I don't think the players they, do care that much. I'm talking about no, like, oh, yeah. just overall excitement from a fan base that, let's face it, does not support the football program. Excitement-wise, going into the game, it muffles it a little bit. There's, I agree with that. But in reality of the game itself, and if IU wins the game, if they're going to beat Kentucky versus beat a, a Tennessee, just optic-wise for looking forward in the football team and how people respect IU football in general. Respect. 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 <laughs> uh, I would say that helps them play uh, Tennessee, but people were really excited, including myself, even though I've 
no affiliations with Kentucky, Indiana, or whatever. Just hearing You're people a get all. You're in Indiana. How do you not have it? <laughs> well, you know what I mean with yeah, that. Yeah, no, mean. Like I have no rooting interest between either of those teams. I was kind of excited just for the atmosphere that people were getting ready for. And and for those who don't know, what happened was. Tennessee, for the longest time, had their bowl preference as being the Music City Bowl in Nashville. And Understandably so, because Nashville is a much nicer place to be than Jacksonville. Yes, but not at the But Tennessee would be in-state. I'm pretty sure all of the uh, rapper crackling you're doing right now, Caleb, is going to get on the podcast. I apologize now. <laughs> I was like, what the heck is that noise? And then I look over and there's like literally 18 pieces of wrapper yeah. from a candy bar. What candy bar even is that, Caleb? Oh, uh, that was a Starburst? Yep. Caleb was happy to get a red earlier. Was that it, what you- it, No, I was excited. It was a red and a pink. The two best uh, flavors in the two pack. Whew, it's going to be a good night. <laughs> but anyway, so because Tennessee had beaten Kentucky and Mississippi State head to head, they got the preference over those two schools, and they, for the longest time, had pre- had predetermined that the Music City Bowl in Nashville was their preferred option. It gets to about two thirty, three o'clock on Sunday, and suddenly Phil Fulmer, the athletic director, just says, "Now nah, we're gonna, we 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 want to go to the Gator Bowl." <laughs> in a very messed up way. I, I I just I don't think it's a thing that you should be able. To be allowed to do that late into the process when everyone's already, you know, basically set everything up. Because it's not just impacting, you know, IU and Kentucky and Tennessee. It also impacts Mississippi State, who instead of going to the Bell Bowl, goes to the Music City Bowl. It impacts Louisville. Heck, Louisville head coach Scott Satterfield was 10 minutes into his press conference talking about Tennessee. (laughs) And the AD had to interrupt the press conference and tell him, yeah, no, we're playing Mississippi State now. Tennessee backed out of the game, <laughs> and he's like, oh, okay, that's a normal thing that happens. So, just for me, there should be a deadline on when schools can submit to the conferences of their preferences of bowl games. Am I right, or am I just kind of taking it too far it's with It's not this? too out there. That's, that's pretty reasonable. Um, it's, a, it's a reasonable request. I'm still confused. Besides, like in my mind, I think the Music City Bowl... They're about even, but a half a step maybe up. Just well, the Gator Bowl is much more prestigious. It's, it's prestigious. Yeah, but I'm not sure why Tennessee would want to stay in state. Besides, like ease of use for fans, it's practically a home game for them. It you want to be out of state in my mind when you're playing a bowl game because it helps with optics outside of your pipeline area. I just think they kind of wanted the idea of it being 98% Tennessee fans in the which, stadium, which I understand. But like, I feel like players want to get away. Well, I mean, it, it, it's Recruits almost like see the you. one. When you're in the NCAA tournament and you're Indiana and Indianapolis is hosting games, you want to be in games in Indianapolis because you want all the fans there to help you try to win a game. I I, I know it's a little bit of apples and oranges, but yes. but from the AD and the coach's standpoint, as much as these bowl games in a way are meaningless, for IU it is definitely not meaningless, but for a lot of these teams it is meaningless. They That's still don't view it that way. Okay, yeah. I was going to say because they're sort of meaningless, I'd want to get out of this in state but i see where you're coming from yeah from from the standpoint of trying to win the game it makes more sense to be in your backyard what i think happened and what 
a lot of the people that cover Kentucky think <laughs> happened, and even some Tennessee people have echoed this also, is that boosters saw that Kentucky was going to the Gator Bowl. And even though, as Caleb said, they're on the same plane, the Gator Bowl is the sixth oldest bowl game ever. It's in Florida. It's just, for whatever reason, it's viewed as a better bowl than the Music City Bowl, even though, in real reality, they're basically the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. And I think Tennessee boosters said... We don't want Kentucky to go to a better bowl than us. They they, they don't deserve uh, that because we're Tennessee and they're Kentucky. So you think it was some sabotage, some SEC well, sabotage? I'm, well, I mean, if you just look at you know Tennessee and how crazy they are, the boosters basically prevented Greg Chiano from becoming the head coach last <laughs> year. Here, so Tennessee's a very odd fan base, and they have a history of being able to impact decisions. It doesn't. It wouldn't surprise me at all if that's what happened here. I don't. I'm not familiar enough with the that, Kentucky that, workings I'm disappointed. and everything. That, that was your time to sing Rocky Top. You want me to sing it? Go do, ahead. Do, 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 Rocky Top, you'll always be home sweet home to me. Hey hey. Good old Rocky Top, Rocky Top, Tennessee. Hey hey hey. There we go. Wow. I can't wait to hear that over and over and over again. We're gonna be in the press box, so we're not really going to no, hear no, no. it. I swear, it's only I use press box, which is like completely soundproof. None of the other ones were that. You'll hear the proof. musical number accompanied by it. You I'll note in my heart you might that dude's playing. Well, when we hear one person in the press box uh-huh. singing it, even the Tennessee media people aren't singing it. It's Caleb it's Coffin. Caleb. <laughs> yes. Actually, I'm not 100 percent sure how often they're going to be singing it because I'm not sure Tennessee's scoring that many points. Their offense isn't great. Yeah, but neither is IU's defense. Uh, IU's defense still top 40 so, nationally. So, so let's see into this. What, what's your take with this, Caleb? With where well, how this yeah. game's going? Yeah, with with Tennessee. Their offense isn't good. Their offense is ranked 100th in the country right now in total offense going into this game. It's a struggle, and like they haven't moved the ball great. They've won five in a row, but none of them have been super high-scoring blowout games. It's, it's going to be a defensive battle. So I what you're saying think. is it's not going to be 49-48 double overtime with one combined punt from both teams? <laughs> I'm going to go out and say no. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be a hard no on that one. <laughs> it's a defensive battle. Tennessee's a good defense as well. They're 28th in the country. They give up. Just shy of three, four, 340 yards per game. So, I don't see it's going to be a huge scoring game. I think IU has to get off to a fast start because the longer things sit with IU, the worse they've sometimes looked going in. They need to have a cushion. And, get, and getting off to quick starts offensively, it's something that Indiana's done. Even in, they have, yeah. Even in the two games they've been blown out, they, got, they scored touch, touchdowns in their first two drives against Michigan. They scored a touchdown in their second drive of the Ohio State game. So They just did oh, nothing wait, wait, else. No, no, they scored a field goal. In the, the field goal was Ohio State. Yeah. Oh, my bad. But then they did nothing else. Yeah, yeah. So the the question for Indiana is isn't do they start well offensively? It's more of against a good defense. How do they sustain it throughout the entire game? Well, that's what I'm saying. I think they need to get off to a good start offensively. They need to get those points early because when you're playing good defense, if they crack early, they're gonna f- f- like fill the holes in their defense as the game goes on. And I'm not sure how many points I is gonna be able to get in the later stages. Like when like Penn State, for example. Penn State's a good defense. Yeah. And IU got early points on them, but then as the game went on, it started to dry up a tiny bit. Yeah, but then they also Like they were right Penn, there. Penn, but. Penn State made adjustments and it kinda slowed IU down for a while. They lost a lot of failure in that game, and that was yes. a big reason why. And then Galen DeBoer well, did a really drive. Yeah. Yeah, Kalen DeBoer did a really nice job in that game, in the back half of that game. Because Indiana went 
win a touchdown field goal touchdown in their last three drives. Yeah. So they closed that game well offensively. The Michigan yeah, game. Yeah, that yeah. stretch in the middle, that's just yeah. dry. And that's what happens when you get good but defenses. But if you scored 27 points, which is what they scored in that Penn State game. Do you think 27 would be enough to win? And, and also, I do think that, you know, Tennessee's defense is good. I'm not ready to say they're as good as, like, a Penn State oh, defense. They're not. I will yeah. say it now. They are not as good as a Penn State defense. <laughs> this um, is a type of team that Indiana just, uh, just hasn't faced all year. Either yeah. they faced someone really good or someone really bad. <laughs> like, Indiana's only played one team that's finished between 6-6 six and six and 8-4 and four all year, and that was Michigan State. Who would we say is IU's most comparable opponent in the regular season? I'd probably say Michigan State. Yeah. Would you agree with that, Caleb? That they've been like the most comparable? comparable. Just comparable to Tennessee, yeah. Yeah, probably Michigan State because I was thinking is it Nebraska for a little bit, but Nebraska's defense is terrible. terrible, And it's kind of like the flip. So yeah, I'll go Michigan State. Even though I highly doubt Tennessee's quarterback's going to pull out a Lewerke out of the works. They just yeah. don't throw the ball at all. Just or, we, well. we haven't played a we haven't seen Indiana play a team really all year other than that Michigan State game where you think that they're pretty equal talent wise. So in some ways, and even in that game, they had Penix, and they don't have Penix in this game. There's a lot of unknowns about this game because mm-hmm. of that aspect. I think there's unknowns, but like the Penix thing, Ramsey's shown this season he works fine in this offense. He's productive. He can get. I was about to say he can get the job done, but there's sometimes he's not been able to get that signature win I use looking for. Where people are like maybe if Penix was there, I don't. I haven't bought. I used to buy into it. As season went on, I stopped buying into that thought process. But so I don't think that issues like just your mentioning. I, I, I still think Indiana's a better team if Penix is the quarterback. Oh, but, I believe they are, but I don't think it's as big of a yes, gap as yes, people made it out to be for so much of the season till yeah. the very end. I agree with that. I think uh, if you look at really when IU struggled late in the season, it was really only the Michigan game where they'd been shut down for a large portion of the entire game. And I think you can blame a lot of that to Watt Fillier not playing the entire game, Fry Fogel being out for large chunks of it, and Stevie Scott getting hurt. Yeah, Stevie Scott, I think, was the biggest issue for them because it was before the Samson James show came out against Purdue. And then just Scott played. He was on the sideline, but they were very timid with when he was used. He'd get one carry here, one carry there, and just kind of mess up the flow of the offense. And uh, Tom Allen did say on Sunday that he expects Samson James to play. He expects Matt Bedford to play. Stevie Scott, he said he was optimistic, but he, he said was optimistic with a very yeah. optimistic as if I'm telling the media I'm optimistic, yeah. but I don't think he's going to be playing. I think it, it's very much 50-50. I'd I'd downgrade that to 40-60 in my mind. I will be semi-surprised if he's playing. The way he hinted at them getting a late bowl game and how that could possibly help with his recovery, like I I feel like he's, I feel like he's going to be a game time decision. I don't know why I just said that. Yeah, yeah, Um, I think he's going to be a game time decision just because everyone's always a game time decision. (laughs) Especially with the IU team, the whole team seemed to be a game time decision at points this season. But I don't think if I I feel like if it was truly though more likely that he wasn't going to play than he wasn't. I don't think optimistic would have been the word he would have used there. Because I think he used optimistic because the context of the question, if I remember correctly, was. Someone in, I forget who it was asked, "Does the late game help you with that?" And I think that's where the optimism came from—that they had that extra weekish of prep time that 
to try to get Stevie ready to go. But anyway, how important do you think that is for them to have Stevie's Stevie availability? Yeah. Um, I think it's important because Samson's also coming off an injury. Even though he expects Samson to play, Samson should be good to go. Just having that in the back of people's minds and his mind, and there's not really a huge buffer but after Samson. There's a drop there, there's, there's a dro- big drop off between Samson. The drop and from Stevie to Samson is not small. But it, but it's also not huge. But the drop from Samson to Ronnie Walker, Ronnie Walker is pretty big. I agree with you that the drop from Samson to Ronnie Walker is huge. I do think the gap between Samson and Stevie's a little bit bigger than, than what you're giving credit for, just because we've only seen Samson have one good game, and he came against an absolutely atrocious defense in Purdue. And you're playing a defense now that is a lot better than what Purdue does, especially rush defense-wise, which was Purdue's biggest weakness going into the game. So that does worry me a little bit but of Samson James, even if he is healthy and everything. Of We just haven't seen him have any sort of success against a better defense. I agree, but I think, that being I think said, the run game's fine. I think the run game should be fine. Well, health-wise, should be good enough. If Scott get... doesn't play, I am not going to say I'm 100% sure the run game's going to be fine. Honestly, my, guess, my, honestly, my, my guess would be Samson you. does a good enough job to where it's not a complete train wreck. But, like, I would be surprised if he ran for 120 yards again on, oh, on this Tennessee I'd, I'd defense. Be I honestly think that because of ten- Tennessee's a good rush defense this right, season. That, that's their strength. That's their strength. They've. I think it's going to be a very early season IU offense with how Kalen DeBoer, it's going to be that spread offense, the quick hitter to whop on the screen, and that's kind of going to be their run game. Try to limit... Tennessee has big defensive linemen. IU's offensive line has gotten healthier at the end of the season until Matt Bedford uh, went down, but he should be fine coming into the game. But I think they're going to try to avoid going north-south. And Stevie has shown he's a north-south runner. He's not the greatest getting out to the outside and pushing it upfield. But have we seen from Samson really that he's great at that either? We haven't seen, but he—you can see—he's more nimble, and he actually looked more comfortable, in my opinion. I know it's the Purdue game. We just talked about Mars and great off defensive line rush defense, but when he had a bounce outside, he looked just quicker doing it than Stevie, which is understandable. He's a slightly smaller back yeah. and everything, but even no matter what, I don't think the run game's going to be great against Tennessee, whoever is on the field. Yeah, I agree with that. It is going to be a little bit of an issue trying to run the ball. I, but which is why for me it makes that much more important that you have Stevie there. Just if you can, if nothing else, then you can use Samson as more of a change of pace back. Try to get him more carries than what really you were doing earlier in the season. Maybe split it a little bit more like sixty forty ish instead of it being ninety ten. Yeah. <laughs> and with yeah. what what it was when maybe, Stevie was healthy. Maybe that's what was missing for IU earlier in the season when they struggled with the run game, even with a healthy Stevie Scott. It's a good point. It's very possible, but it's going to be very interesting to see how it plays out. I'm excited to see the matchup. Uh, thoughts on the spread? Tennessee opens up as a point and a half, two point favorites. I had only seen Pickham, but. Yeah, it opened, a, or it opened as a pick'em, but okay. it shifted to two yeah. and a half. What did you say, two and a half? Uh, one, one and a half to two, depending on where you look for Tennessee. I think it's, that's fine. Like, I think it's a fair assessment. I don't. I kind of want to wait a little closer before I would even give an idea of what I would think of if I was going to take the spread or not. Just because health-wise, with IU, it makes a big difference and everything. But I think of it pretty much as a pick'em right now. Sound seems fair, especially. 
I struggled against big-time opponents. Not that Tennessee's as big as some of the Ohio State's, Michigan, Penn State's, but SEC carries a name for a reason. Yeah, I would say whoever wins this game, it will be their biggest win of the season, just because, I mean, just looking at Tennessee's schedule, everyone knows they lost to Georgia State and BYU early on. They've won the five games in a row, but the only team they've beaten that was of any substance was Kentucky in Lexington. I mean, Vanderbilt sucks. Missouri didn't go to a bowl game. UAB's not a power five. I could have sworn UAB didn't have a football team. Didn't they? Did they oh, just get it back? That's how it IU back. got Jordan Howard. Okay. But so, they, they, they brought it back. Okay. It was gone for a few years. So I'm not crazy. Yeah. I mean, like, the best wins these two teams have, Tennessee's is UAB, who won nine games in Conference USA. So that's like... Nah. Yeah. And uh-huh. IU's best win is at a Nebraska team that isn't bowl eligible. They were this close to being that bowl eligible team that IU, IU <laughs> had a win against. They were so close. I was watching that game. I had that on my computer, and I was just thinking, I was like, get there. Get that Get that six wins. Nope. And IU can claim they had one bowl eligible win this season, but nope. Would anyone like to guess what the combined record of the teams that Indiana has beaten this year is? Oh, I saw this recently, I believe. Was it, I think wasn't they, it like I think 17? 25 and 71. There it is. Ah. There it is. 25 and 71, which comes out to a win percentage of anyone? Anyone? Uh, well, 20, 25, 71. So like that's a little bit less than like it's like 34. 30%. It is 35.2%. Oh. Ah, I was close. <laughs> math well. major Caleb. So no, I'm not a math major. Because we aren't doing another podcast before the game, even though this is quite literally almost a month out. <laughs> We should pick the game. Yeah, we have no yeah, reason probably. to. Yeah, so don't this, hold us to yeah, this. Don't hold us to this. We have every right we can to change before the game. But we, we might do a Twitter live thing right uh, when we're in Florida. We should for, do a Twitter it. live thing from the beach. <laughs> I like it. You lock right in right now, unless it's raining out. Twitter live from the beach. Bowl projections and thoughts. Yes, Caleb, who's gonna win as of today? Give me IU, sure. Well, IU thirty one twenty one. IU thirty one twenty eight. Oh, I need a score, don't I? Yes, you do. He's thirty one twenty one. Uh, give me thirty. No, I'm no, I'm not. I'm just trying to think of numbers here. Thirty four, twenty eight. All right, so we all like thirty ones, thirty fours, or twenty eights here, or twenty one. Yeah, everyone either said thirty one or twenty eight in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, and I said both. I <laughs> should. I'm, I'm downgrading. No, no, no. Too late. Too late. That's it. Oh, they, so my downgrade no, wouldn't have been a real no, actual number. Caleb, Never mind. Sing, Caleb, sing us out. Rocky Top, you'll always be home, sweet home to me. Good old Rocky Top, Rocky Top, Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, yeah.